Hey, 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 Real Estate Nation. This is uh, Terrence Brunner, CEO of Invictus Real Estate Group. Hey, so I'm out here in Indianapolis, Indiana, walking through a bunch of our properties, evaluating new properties that we're purchasing. And as I'm driving through these houses, one thing comes to mind. That's the number one mistake that people, I think, make when they're purchasing a rental property. Stay tuned. All right, so let's get right to it. I'm, I'm out here in a Lowe's parking lot. Thought I'd record this real quick as I'm jumping from house to house this morning. And the number one reason, this is going to be a short podcast, but the number one reason, uh, or, or number one mistake rather, not reason, that I think people make as they're looking and evaluating rental properties, okay, is they care too much about what it looks like, okay? Now, listen, I'm not telling you to buy dilapidated properties. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Although, once you fix them up and you put a tenant in there, those are great cash-flowing properties. I'm talking about after they've gone through and been rehabbed, okay? So, post-rehab, you know, you're looking through photos, you're looking at the front of the house, and the number one thing that I have to almost spend Uh, some time on with every single person I talk to that says, hey, I want to own real estate, but I want to own this kind of real estate. And when I say this kind of real estate, I'm referring to an A-class, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar piece of property. Listen, why do you not want to own something like that? First of all, you've got to look at it through an investor set of eyes, okay? You've got to look at it through that lens. You've got to look and say, this is about creating cash flow. That's it. Consistent cash flow. First of all, in an A-class market, I mean, just think about this logically. Those more expensive homes, those are the first ones where the rental market gets hit pretty deep as jobs start to leave. Now, we're in a great economy right now, so I don't see that as being an issue, right? But you're talking about in an A-class property, you might get your ROI on something like that after fees and expenses might be 6 or 7%, maybe 8% if you're really, really lucky, okay? That's typically what you'll see. Now, in the homes that we invest in are B-minus to B-plus range, Now you're talking about the opportunity for double-digit returns. I mean, I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he says, man, I just don't know about any of these houses. He's like, they all look really nice. They're all really small, but I just don't know. And I said, just, you know, step back for a second and ask yourself this. Are you looking at these saying, do I want to live in them? You know, this guy's a dentist making $400,000 a year, so keep that in mind. And he's looking at his 3,000-square-foot house and evaluating if he'd move into this 1,100-square-foot house with new paint, carpet. I said, you wouldn't look at moving into that. But what about the single mom with two kids or the small family with two kids, right? A three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, fresh carpet, fresh, I mean, new, completely new to them. That's the type of house that they want, right? And what it really comes down to is, do you have, is it a, is the rehab been done right? And two, the most important thing is what does the cash flow look like? Okay. 
again, you're talking about owning a home because you like how it looks and it generating a 6% return on investment or investing to invest and having it generate 10, 12, 14%. Okay. So don't get caught up in would I move into this thing? Would I live in it? It's what kind of cash flow will this produce for me? Because as, as, if you've listened to this show for a while, this podcast, I don't know if I really consider it a show, but uh, if you've listened to this, you know that we teach you about investing for cash flow because it's something you have more control over than anything else. Okay, There are only a couple reasons why a property is not cash flowing. Either it's currently not tenanted, right? Nobody's in there paying rent, or you have somebody that's in there, but they're not sending the checks every month. Both of those things you have control over, especially in landlord-friendly states where we can get evictions from beginning to end in as little as 40 days up and down. Um, And so, again, if they're in the property but not paying, we've got to get them out and get somebody in there or reach out to them and say, hey, we understand what's going on. But you got to pay your rent. What are we going to do to fix this? A lot of times we'll get them to start paying again, right? They may just run into a little, you know, a little hiccup in life. Other times we have to evict them. And by the way, if you own enough real estate for long enough, it will be just a matter of time before you have to file an eviction. I mean, that's just that's just how it's going to be. Okay. So again, two reasons: your property doesn't cash flow. You have somebody in it that's not paying or it's empty. Both of those things you can fix. <clears throat> Excuse me. So again, don't fall in love with how it looks. Fall in love with what, with what the numbers and the math tell you. And if we can be of any help, we'd love to help you. We believe that we are one of the best in the business. Again, not perfect. We by no means have it all figured out, but um, you know, we're, uh, we're we're looking at buying 20, 30, 40 properties every single month, and you get the experience off of our experience of having evaluated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties. So go be great today because it's the only thing that pays. We'll see you.